This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Welcome to the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. My name is Jacob. I'm here with Paul, and we are talking about one of my favorite topics today. We're talking about entrepreneurship. What are challenges that entrepreneurs face? I have been involved with entrepreneur work. Paul has been involved with entrepreneur work since I was in diapers, maybe? Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be talking about the challenges that, are, that face entrepreneurs today. And so uh, just to get us started, Paul, would you just talk to us about what entrepreneurship is what is it about well it's fundamental it's starting a business and it's all of the things that are involved with that and you might think okay you know what what's a business well a, a business you really have to define I and mean, we're starting a business what is a business and i think that the i'm going to make up my definition for a business mm-hmm. and say that it is a service or product which you're offering to people that they will pay for. Yeah. So you exchange value yeah. for money. Value proposition for financial gain. Right. So, you know, in in the, the postmodern, might I say, you know, millennial mindset, there are some people that believe you should just give me money because I exist. That's not what business is about. No, not currently. It might change. Oh. Um, you know, in Star Trek... I thought you were just going to give me money because you like me. Well, I might. Okay. I might. But you can't necessarily plan an eating next week because based of that. Based off of that. Yeah. Based off of that. You know, and in Star Trek, you know, there's this altruistic, everything is provided. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting paradigm shift. But that's not where we're at. Yeah. At least yet. So what do you do? And there are lots of businesses out there. All of those had to be started by somebody. The person who started that or the collection of people that started that are called entrepreneurs. And that is something that is a deliberate choice. Many people might back into it. And I think on one of our earlier podcasts, we talked about the idea that many people might back into this idea of entrepreneurship because they want to bake cakes. Right. We were talking about that earlier. Right. So you want to bake cakes and you say, okay, so I'm going to open up a cake shop. Right. Because I want to do this all on my own. I love it. Yeah. Very quickly, it becomes not about baking cakes. Yeah. It's about, well, how do I get the flour? How do I pay for the flour and the sugar and the icing and all these different things? And how do I do what that? Is, and the legal ramifications well, of the company? Well, legal, and how do I get a store? And how do how I, I paint the walls? And what are the, the legal... Yeah, what are the, the qualifications for the employees? And how do I keep everybody on task? Well, yeah, I mean, not even... But even just the fact that I have to file taxes or I have you know the fundamental business license and all these different things that are it's like peeling an onion you know that you need to oh well if you have more than 20 people all the rules change yeah and so how do you do that and there are these sick people out there that enjoy discovering that and 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 I'm one of them is like you know it's it's a challenge that I get energy from yeah you know and there's always a new thing like we were talking about well we should do this and this and this well I you know based on my experience like well if we do that we have to get this kind of license and we have to do this and this this implication for reporting and we might have to pay extra taxes on that the person who had that idea didn't have a clue about those things and it's like oh my gosh that's sobering and and so there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there (laughs) it's it's a well-worn is that a 
it, it is. To you. No, not at all. But there's a lot of people who believe they want to be an entrepreneur, an right. entrepreneur. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's nothing stopping you from being an entrepreneur. Yeah. A lot of people say, well, if I had money or if I had this or if I had this. And I heard a talk recently by uh, an executive, Bob Dahl, and he was saying, you know, we're all given the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're if you're aware of you know, the different circles out there, Bill Gates. And, yeah. you know, th- they took something. They had the same amount of time. Bill Gates wasn't wasn't wealthy. You yeah. know, he was upper middle class, but his parents weren't, you know, rich, you know, couldn't give him a million dollars or yeah. something. And he made something happen. Yeah, He went through the hard work. And, and I will say, being an entrepreneur is the hardest thing you'll ever do. Yeah, um, it is. It is con- I mean, in some ways it's a bit of a grind, but it's constant work. It's constantly... Innovating, pressing forward. Yeah, you wake up every Monday and you're unemployed. Yeah. Because, see, when you wake up and you have a job, whatever it might be, all you have to do is get yourself there and reasonably perform. And even if you don't feel like it, it will happen. With an entrepreneur, you can't just show up. That's interesting. I never quite put it in that category, but that's definitely how I felt with the entrepreneurial work that I've done. Yeah. Where if if I don't show up, nothing happens, and then there's no money. Right, exactly. And, or goal. You're not, you're not meeting your goal. You're right. not moving towards it. And one of the, the most difficult things it, for an entrepreneur to deal with is that transition from doing it all yourself to getting other people to do right. it. And that's one of the biggest lessons you need to learn is you need, it's not about doing it yourself. Yeah. You need to figure out how to get other people to do stuff for you. Because yeah. if you do it all yourself, you are limited. You only have 24 hours in a day. Yeah, in this whole category of delegation is what you're talking about. Absolutely. I, actually, I have a book that on my desk that I'm going to be reading in the next couple of weeks, The One-Minute Manager. Mm-hmm. It's a short, good book. Oh, man, it's super short. But yeah. it, even just the first few pages have been super helpful right. because this whole category of delegation I, – I mean, I personally never went to business school, but it doesn't seem to be very well sufficiently covered – in the entrepreneurial literature because it's the moment you go from month one to month two and you're building momentum you have to start delegating absolutely that's a key i think stumbling block for a lot of entrepreneurs so a huge challenge there is that you need to change the way you do things Mm -hmm. because now it's not about me coming up with the best idea and i'm going to paint the picture Mm -hmm. that'd be great you know and i can create a business that paints one picture a week but if I really want to move past that, right. I need to get other people painting the pictures for right. me. And that's a hard thing, you know, t- to do. So I think it's also, you know, a lot of people, well, I think a lot of people in this sort of entrepreneur have a romantic notion of what an entrepreneur is. Right. And that's because, you know, like everybody wanted to be a rock star, wants to be a rock star, because they see right. the romantic notion well, of they, the they successful see, rock yeah, stars. They, or they see, for example, like Steve Jobs was fantastic and he was a visionary and he did these great things. It's like, well, bro, first off, you aren't Steve Jobs, right. no matter who you are. You're yeah. not Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it was, you know, regardless of all the, you know, the ways in which you could critique Steve Jobs, he was, he was a force of nature yeah. in terms of just the amount of work that he well, that's true. I don't think it's that helpful to look at him as a model. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. Because he's an outlier. He's, he's an anomaly. Yeah. You know, you need to look at, and I think this is important for smaller businesses. You know, you have a photo, you're a photographer, mm-hmm. and you've got your store, and, you know, or your studio, or whatever it is, and you're largely doing that. Yeah. You will inherently be limited by that fact if you're the only photographer. Yeah. 
And so there's, a, there's an aspect, there's the entrepreneurs who just talk about it. But there's the entrepreneurs who are in business, who want to be bigger than that, but aren't doing anything to make themselves bigger than yeah. that. Because the first thing you need to do is hire another photographer. Yeah. And say, okay, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. This mm-hmm. is how you, and, and, and then hire another one and hire another one. And, you know, you can't just be doing it yourself. The minute you do it all yourself, you're doomed because it's not going to scale. So that's some of the, the challenges that present for people wanting to be an entrepreneur. What are some of the questions that they should be asking? So what are some of the questions that they should be asking to move themselves towards entrepreneurial? Well, I think, first of all, you need to assess whether you're wired to yeah. be an entrepreneur. And how do you react to stress? Do you thrive in it? Does it compromise your health? I mean, stress is bad yeah. for everybody. So it's really... Is it stressful to be going through and dealing with cash flow or dealing with have the people you, doing the work? Have you ever done like a personality test? I have. Yeah, yes. I, I found that really helpful just in terms of like a practical thing. Yeah, absolutely. Would, yeah. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, how do I respond to stress? Oh, I binge on ice cream. Well, that's, that's an effect of how you respond to stress, but actually you can kind of get some mm-hmm. keys from like a Myers-Briggs personality test. So I, yeah. did a, I did a Myers-Briggs personality test. And when you start reading through what they call the shadows of your personality, mm-hmm. so how you respond when things get difficult, where do you go, where are the shadows? The, and um, it, it's helpful to understand. So, for example, my personality is I'm very relationally based. Mm-hmm. And so when I experience the stress of entrepreneurial work, my personality goes to, to assuming that that's personally intended like so that I I see I inject because of my the positive side of my personality is I build relationships easily yeah it comes naturally but when things get stressful my stress level takes me to thinking oh this is personal yeah and so well it probably is in your case yeah (laughs) sorry yeah I'm just playing into your insecurities here yeah but I would say in terms of trying to figure out how you respond to stress that's a that's an easy step forward to try to determine get an objective analysis yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the you know, I can't tell you what your problems are. What are what's going to stop you? What your stumbling blocks are going to be? And it, it's interesting. You know, I'm working with somebody who is starting a business, and I've given them some advice, and they're not following it. Yeah. You know, so it's not within their perception that that is the right path to go, and right. it's easier to do what they're doing. Yeah. And that's fine. And they will probably get a business that will grow to a certain point. Right. But it will stop at that point. There are, you know, there's there's a vast difference between in a, build, building a small business, you know, like a couple of people, yeah. and a big, a, not a big business, but, you know, a 50 to 100, 200 person company. Yeah. And th- those are mostly done through deliberate actions mm-hmm. of the entrepreneurs, of the founders. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. It's deliberate systematic work that you do. Yeah, so what are other personal questions that entrepreneurs should be asking themselves? Well, are you focused? Mm-hmm. Can you, sorry, what you uh, yeah, who what are we talking about? Again, you know, there's lots of shiny things in the world and yeah. you're going to be interested in that and man, it's a lot easier to be distracted by. You need to have a singular focus mm-hmm. on what your goals are and you yeah. need to be constantly reevaluating that. You know, do you doubt your ability? Yeah. You know, in some ways you need to doubt your ability because you've got to go and get help mm-hmm. and you have to in- get that help to invest in. But then there's the other extreme of that is if you doubt it, you'll become paralyzed. Yeah. I can't do anything because I can't do that. I yeah. can't do that. 
I wonder as well as a question for the for you to personally wrestle with moving towards being an entrepreneur or being an entrepreneur. What's your support network? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, whether it's your wife, your husband, or your friends or family. Yep. It seems to me that people who have healthy networks thrive even in difficult entrepreneurial situations. Yeah. Whereas people who don't, they seem to flounder in a way. Yeah, it would be interesting. I think there's, I think that's accurate for the majority of people, but I think there are the lone wolves. I think yeah. Steve Jobs is probably a lone sure. wolf, and uh, Elon Musk. I get the sense that he's a lone wolf. You know, yeah, I don't, he's, a, he's, a, he's in a virtual world of. That's lone, true. Lone it's wolf. a construct in his own mind. Yes, that's true. Sorry. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. Yeah, it's fascinating. It'll, it'll be in the show notes. All right. Okay. <laughs> so you know, and and as you're starting a business, there are so many things that you need to do. How do you know those? Yeah. Uh, well, you can buy a book. That'll tell you some of them. Yeah. Tell you one person. But you got to have mentors and people out there that you can follow and ask questions. Yeah, and I've found that it's it's a joy to share that with people you yeah. know oh this you should do this or you should do this or you should do this mm-hmm. most people want to share information yeah and i think for truly successful entrepreneurs some of the some of the double joy of being an entrepreneur and seeing something build and thrive is then being able to churn and help other people well because you now get to be involved in building and thriving again exactly yeah yeah so. it's uh there's the russian or there's a russian proverb that joy shared with a Mm, yep. I think, it, especially in entrepreneur work, that's definitely true. It is, but I do know that there are a lot of entrepreneurs who have had to go it alone yeah. because nobody saw their vision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's really true. That being alone is hard with that vision. It's a bet that you're making, and you're all in because yeah. you're either going to be proved right or yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pass-fail. Well, it's a pass-fail, but it's loaded with fail. Yeah. Because if you miss on any number of things, you can you will fail. Oh yeah. Whereas pass, you have to be successful on almost everything, you know. So it's 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 not pass fail. It's like I'm either going to be if there's a hundred questions on the test, I got to get them all right, and that's just hard. Yeah, it's very difficult. So what are some of the external questions that people should be asking? Well, I think you know this is more work than you can ever imagine, and if you imagine it to be a certain amount, double or triple or quadruple it. It is relentless yeah i've had friends talk to me about oh i want to start a company and great idea i'd love to see them start a company yep. but just making the external observation i think when they think of work they think of 35 to 40 hours a week yeah yeah and it's not at all that in running my businesses you know maybe to my fault you know i've spent 80 90 100 hours thinking about my business every week you know it's yep. you're always on yeah especially if you are you know the CEO of or the right. lead on an entrepreneurial work, you your headspace is the business. Yeah, absolutely. That, and there's a cost to that, yeah. to your family, to your friends, and you need to weigh that cost. Is the money I'm going to make going to outweigh that? And you know, with uh, my kids are in their teens, I don't want to sacrifice that. Yeah. And having looked back and say, well, I miss their teenage years. Well, yeah, now we got a lot of money, but they don't know their father. Yeah. So you know, I. You need to you need to count that cost yeah. and Cat you know. Stevens wrote about this, didn't he? Yes. Cats in the Cradle. No, that's not Cat Stevens. That's Jim Croce. What? Yeah, the cat in the the cat in the cradle cat is. Silverstone. Yeah, that's Jim Croce. Jim Croce. Yeah, Cat Stevens is a man who has a name that says Cat, but oh my gosh. 
We will have remedial class in pop culture and music uh, on our next podcast. I'm sorry, I got those wires crossed. Boy, you did. Anyhow, cats in the cradle moment. You don't want to have that. As well, a- yeah, as that's dramatically portrayed in that song, you know, that, that it basically talks about what your priorities are. And right. one of the things that's, you know, key to me is I work to live. Yeah. And that is not necessarily compatible with being an entrepreneur. It certainly, if, if being an entrepreneur is narrowed enough in terms of life goals, mm-hmm. saying I want to, I want to work to live rather than live to work. Yeah, making that distinction narrows the field even further. Yeah, absolutely. It's very difficult to be a part-time, you know, working forty or fifty hours a week entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. That's part time. You've yeah. really got to be all in on this, and you know, c- come into this with your eyes wide open. So, any any other external observations before we start closing up? There's so much, you know. There's legal, procedural, marketing, technical competition. The, the just the product, the customer service. Customers love them or hate them. You know, you need them. Yeah. And they're great when they're great, and they're hard when they're hard. And you got to deal with that. And you've got to be a counselor to your employees. And it's very difficult. And you can't just have one thing that you do, like making the cakes. Yeah. You've got to deal with the fact that your baker that you just hired is now sick. Who's going to do the cakes today? Well, I know I can, but that isn't going to scale a business. You know? And so there's lots of these crises that occur, and you have to be wired so that you don't go off the deep end and be, oh, my gosh, the world's going to end here. Yeah. Or that can't be stressful. You know? So I think that's the biggest thing is that it, it's hard not everybody is wired to do it. So it seems like maybe some people shouldn't be entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You wake up every Monday and you're not employed. No, Nobody's going to do it. That's a helpful principle or reality, I guess, to keep in mind with being an entrepreneur. Can you, as your makeup as a, as a person, it's not necessarily a diminishing of your Oh, no, not at least, all. But can you handle that sort of, right. you know, going to bed Friday night, you will be unemployed by... Right, exactly. I mean, you know, not everybody can be a linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. But some guys are wired that way and they love it and they don't, the hits don't bother them. Yeah. At least initially. <laughs> but, you know, it does yeah, yeah. take their toll, you yeah. know, but, but I, I would not enjoy that. I would yeah. not find that exhilarating. And, you know, so we're wired differently. Yeah. So we've been hitting a little bit of the negative side of, or just the realities of being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. It does seem to me that if somebody has the wiring and composition, I think they can either grow into or be coached into being a fully thriving entrepreneur, somebody who embraces the realities of what's engaged, what they're engaged in. But can you give us kind of a final, like, positive note? Sure. Well, I think that the, you know, I I work with a local school uh, college that has an entrepreneurial area. And what's interesting is, you know, I'm I'm not a Steve Jobs. I'm a, you know, if, if there's a, Steve Jobs is an A level. I might be a C or D level entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, maybe even E. I don't know. You know, I, I understand some of the things about it. I haven't done as, I haven't been willing to compromise in a yeah. lot of ways or sacrifice. And what I find is, you know, people have this idea for this new widget, mm-hmm. and then I say, well, is there any competi- competition or who else is building it? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, so this is your tiger to take by the tail. And you need to pour yourself into it. Just like you hear stories of musicians or book writers. You know, I sent it to 10 companies, publishers, and they all rejected me. And the 11th took it. 
well, you got to keep going, and you got to have that faith. You know, that story of the 10 is is, uh, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. You know, she sent it to 10 publishers, and they all said no. Well, even we were talking over lunch today about Stranger Things. Yeah. And I I believe it's the same type of story where they presented it to several major networks. Right. You know? So um, you got to believe in what you believe in and go after it. And, you know, there will be setbacks. Uh, you know, I, I want it to be all peaches and cream, but it's not. I would venture to say that I don't know if the risk-reward payoff is necessarily worth it for yeah. all entrepreneurs. I think it's probably the exception that it's worth it because in our own human nature, it's we will do too much and spend too much time away from our families. And if you could rewind that life, yeah. So the successful entrepreneur, and they go through and they, you know, they, they have a terrible relationship with their children and yeah. their spouse, and, and they are very successful money-wise. And I've met a lot of these guys, Wall Street guys, and yeah. a lot of the people in, you know, Connecticut outside of New York, and boy, they have worldly standards. They've succeeded. Yeah. Now, if we rewind that and go back at that critical moment where they choose to be the entrepreneur and redirect them, yeah. I don't think their life would be all that... Yeah. much worse and maybe even better well and you know honestly this is maybe a topic for another podcast but you and I were talking about this earlier that at the core of I think maybe genuinely good entrepreneurial work is not the widget right. or the product that you're trying to achieve or the business you're trying to build but it's the people Right. So, and that includes the whole range of people from your family to the employees right. to your customers are you trying to better them are you trying to serve them right help them thrive or is this just a basically about you and your you know widget that you want to get out there right. and get your name up there yeah i mean you know it is if steve jobs was reduced to the iphone i think that'd be pretty sad yeah you know he was a person he had a wife that loved him he had kids that loved yeah. him you know he had relationships and and i think those are what's really matters yeah. you know yeah the iphone's really cool but I wouldn't be that. It's interesting how we sort of, you know, the Wright brothers, they invented the plane. Well, they were people too, you know, (laughs) and I'm sure things made them laugh and smile and things like that. It wasn't all around the plane. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Entrepreneurship is about starting a business, but we want businesses and entrepreneurial work that serve and help other people to thrive. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.